Welcome to the Witty Committee. I'm Courtney. And I'm Claire. And this week we are reading Burned, the 12th book in Sarah Shepard's Pretty Little Liars series. Courtney, before we get into it, tell me a little bit about what you've been reading, watching, doing outside the podcast this week. So last night I watched the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves movie. What was your thoughts it's about it? It's available to stream on Amazon Prime. I liked it. I've heard, I heard good things. Like, I heard it was funny. It was funny. I find Chris Pine my favorite of the Chris's. He's endlessly charming. Um, I don't really know a lot about Dungeons and Dragons, uh, but I was very interested having watched it. I was Googling stuff the whole time. I found it like I it's a pretty long movie. It's like two hours and 10 minutes or something like that. Um, but I found myself very engaged with it the entire time. I cried a little bit, uh, but only just like a little tiny bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> But that, I think, adds to the goodness okay. of it. Because I was like, oh, you know, it makes you feel things for these characters. Nice. Even though they are a little cartoony. Nice. I like that. Um, I mm-hmm. also know very little about Dungeons and, Dra- Dungeons and Dragons outside of the snippets I see of the podcast people on TikTok who do the, like, D&D podcast. Um, mm-hmm. They also have that game show. They seem like funny people. So, I don't know. But I did see clips of that movie and it did look funny. So, I'll have to add that to my watch list. Um I am still reading that book series by Renee Adier. I'm on the last book now, and we are getting gearing up for a fight between the vampires, the werewolves, and the fae, which obviously very interesting. Wow, wow thrilling! Um, I don't know if I like the series, so I'm not going to like get, to, but I'm too deep in now to like back out. Um, I was going to say last week you said if I read the next book, then you'll know I like it, and this week you're saying I'm reading the next book, but I still don't know if I. Like I don't it. like I the. I, I, you know, I really can't tell you. I just, I think I'm, I'm too committed, and I can't really start something else now because, like, I'm, I'm usually reading it like at night when I'm trying to breastfeed and put the baby to sleep. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not in the mood to find something else at the moment. Um, but I did read, like, re-download all of the Akatar books on my Kindle because David's gonna start reading them. Which I'm very Ooh. excited to get his reaction for. So I think that'll be fun. I might read them alongside him just to see, like, so I can comment on stuff again with him. I'll reread those so that we can, like, talk about them. Because I think it'll be fun. Um, That's fun. Yeah. In my Second City Conservatory class, our instructor last week was talking about um, those books. She was saying that she had Googled them because she under- believed that they were based on a, like, uh fairy tale and she wanted to confirm which one but then she accidentally spoiled something for herself Uh, and obviously i have never read these books but i have watched a number of multi-hour long synopses mm -hmm. so i wanted to be like oh is it this but i i don't know where she could have like where the spoiler would line up with the actual book place so yeah if it's anything about tamlin then I'm I'm very int- I want that's the thing is I want to know what David's opinions are going to be so I'm excited and I've seen it on TikTok that mm-hmm. like other significant others have started reading it also because um he's like I want to read more this year and so he picked up this book on the Roman Empire that he's been trying to read for four years classic classic man, man thing. thing but I was also like this book looks like it sucks why don't you try reading a silly goofy fairy book instead like yeah reading is supposed to be fun you don't have to like read something that teaches you something. 
you can read something or like, like if you entertain it. And some type people do really like yeah. that. But if you don't like it, if it's been four years right. and you're not getting through it, then you don't like it and you don't have to read it. You're an adult. Exactly. Make your and choices. you don't have to be a better person for having read a book as Courtney and I can exhibit for the hundreds of books we've read for this podcast and not improved. Um, I am morally superior to a lot of people. I don't know. I'm morally. Yes, but not inherently because we've read these books. For me, it is. Okay, fair. Um, I definitely learned a lot from this book, Burned. Um, learned how not to get burned. Question for you. Did this book feel to you like it could have been a, like, like, yes, it fit in the plot point and, like, had, it furthered the plot for the A thing, but it felt to me like it should have been, like. Did it? Did it further the plot for the A thing? Because this is the first end of a four where we don't spoiler alert for everyone for the end of the book uh we don't find out who a is we do we do find out who a is yes we do no yeah we do we find yes we do anyway sidebar skip 10 seconds ahead if you want to if you don't want to have this whole book spoiled for you which i don't care but it's real alley they say at the end that it's real alley no they don't she didn't die yes they do where do they say that they say at the very end, uh, everyone ex- exchanged a horrified glance, definitely thinking the same thing at, t- at the same time. Real Allie, Spencer whispered, it's got to be Hannigal. Suddenly, Arya's cell phone bleated. At first, she thought it was a detective calling. One new text message. Her stomach swirled. Any remaining notion that Graham was guilty was gone. People in comas didn't send texts. Hannah's phone rang next. Spencer's chimed. Emily's let out a low-pitched buzz. Everyone looked at one another, the blood draining from their faces. Then Arya grabbed her phone and pressed read. You got me, bitches. I did it. And guess what? You're next. Oh, you think that that was true? Courtney. I'm just saying this. Sarah Shepard has made a number of choices to subvert our expectations. And A, whoever A is, has lied a number of times. So I wouldn't put it past whoever A is to admit to being real dead fake real alley. It says, "Yep, I did it and I'm only getting started." It's it's anyway, whatever. Claire believes the text. I'm saying I uh, would love it to be real alley. We'll see. Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> I will believe it when we see real alley in the flesh. I, what I was going to say was that this book felt like it could have been like a special summer book or like a special like like you know, you know, oh, like yeah, a, like how we had the, the what's the like, what are they called? They're like not in the the like extra books that are on the side. I don't know, but we had one that was like first winter break, a couple yeah books ago. Um, this one felt like it could have been like a spring break edition. Like it didn't necessarily feel like it fit in with like the rest of the story. But we start out this book learning what hannah did last summer we still don't know what happened in iceland which i was a little annoyed by which is another reason why i was like so normally these books take the like one two three four brand new everything one two three four and so since we didn't address what happened you last summer that's why i think that these four four are just continuing into the next four by the way that like sarah shepherd must have gotten the book deal probably but they still they still market it as arc three at the end of arc three anyway What Hannah did last summer is she, like, this was bad, but it wasn't as bad as, like, Spencer, her drug thing, Emily having a baby. Yeah, she finally has something that's not, oh, you were fat before. Yeah, or you're afraid of being ugly, but you're never actually ugly. Um, But, and it's pretty bad, but I wouldn't say that it's, like, the worst. So, anyway, she's 
out at a bar in downtown Philly. And she like doesn't really want to drink, but she just kind of like doesn't want to go home. So she's nursing a drink. We've all been there. Yeah, totally. She's nursing a drink at the bar and she meets this girl named Madison who is a sophomore at UPenn. No, not, not at UPenn, at Penn State. And Madison and Hannah like are talking and hanging out. And Madison gets progressively drunker and drunker. And Hannah's like, wow, this girl's like really smashed. And so she's like, okay, let's call you a cab. And Madison's like, no cabs, no cabs. And then proceeds to like puke all over herself. So Hannah's like, okay, whatever, I'll drive you home. Um, And then on the way home, they get run off the road by a BMW and Hannah crashes into a tree. And Madison is unconscious. So she calls her friends and she's like, I've had one drink. I cannot not get caught here. I need you guys to come and help me move Madison into the driver's seat. Not good. Not good. And also like your body metabolizes out where she says that she's nursed this one drink over the course of multiple hours. There's no way it's anything. You're not drunk anymore. Like, yeah, you're not 21, but like they're not going to arrest you for drunk driving. That's not what this is. Exactly. Uh, But she's not in her right mind and the other girls aren't either. So they come and they help move Madison's unconscious body into the driver's seat. In the process, they drop her because it's pouring rain. She does not wake up. Hannah's like, she's just blackout drunk. She's fine. They wait to hear news about this the next day and nothing happens. And then the rest of them all have like, this is the very beginning of the summer. So the rest of them have like, go on to have an eventful summer. Oh, and Hannah also never gave Madison her real name. She said her name was Olivia and she was from Yarmouth, not Hannah from Rosewood. So, like, there's no way they could have made the connection. But that is Hannah's bad thing from last summer. Unless Madison lives from this accident and then sees Hannah's face plastered all over her dad's political campaign or in the news because of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, but also Madison might have been so blackout that she might have thought she drove the car. Like, we don't know. Yeah. So, anyway... That's Hannah's bad thing, which is a bad thing, but, like, on the level of, like, I don't know. it. We're not measuring up. It's bad. Um, yeah, they're not really comparable because this is a crime she definitely did choose to do and, like, a morally bad thing. Yeah. But, like, in terms of parent reaction, it's probably on par with Emily. I would say, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Emily has told her parents about the baby and they did not take it well, which I didn't expect them to. Oh, surprise! Emily's parents have an outsized reaction. Uh, they basically just stop talking to her and ignore her existence, um, which is totally fine because all of the uh, liars are getting ready to go on their senior eco cruise that somehow Mike gets to go on. Yeah, oxymoron be damned. It's a tri-state area private school eco-cruise where they take one in-person class, which could be about anything from like bead making to like a scavenger hunt, very confusing, or surfing or uh, scuba diving. And then you do one volunteer project where like some of them cook in the kitchen and some of them work in the admin office and stuff like that. Uh, And then the rest of the time you're on a cruise. It was very bizarre to me, the whole cruise thing. They've got a weird cruise director named Jeremy. Um, I am suspicious of Jeremy. I I also agree. I think Jeremy is suspicious. Um, There's also like the the other schools that are on this trip. There's some interesting people from these schools. So we've got this guy named Graham who goes to one of the schools in the area. I'm not going to remember any of the school's names. 
Um, oh, no, they're not really relevant. Not. The only school that's relevant Villa is Luisa. Of Villa Luisa, which I've never heard of a, a Catholic school called Villa being called that. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm like, oh, so Catholics are Italian? Yes. Well, a lot of them are. But um, sure. They're, Villa Luisa is, is filled with sluts, is, is what they're known for. Um, there's one girl mm-hmm. specifically whose nickname is Erin Bang Bang because she's so hot. Um, who ironically gets made Emily's roommate. And so Emily never sees her because she's always around hooking up with boys. Um, Which is good because Emily actually makes another girlfriend <laughs> named Jordan, who is actually stowaway. a stowaway on this boat. Uh, she says that she's a stowaway because her family is too poor and couldn't afford to let her go on the trip. And she wanted to, so she just snuck on board. Which, um, on the drive, uh, on the drive there, Emily, I highlighted this because I was like, mm, this sounds, why would they add this if it's not going to come back later? On the drive there, Emily is in the car with her dad and they're listening to the New York State uh, radio stations. And they hear this thing about the preppy thief um, mm-hmm. who escaped prison. And I was like, mm, that feels like it's going to come back later. So I highlighted it and it did. Turns out Jordan, the stowaway, who's really cute, because of course she is, uh, <laughs> is actually... This girl, Catherine DeLong, who's a thief who escaped from prison, but because she's super cute and she's in love with Emily, Emily's like, it's totally fine that you're a criminal. No, she's like, she did it for uh, good reasons because she actually was being peer pressured by her friend who she was in love with named Mackenzie, who then turned her in when she said she didn't want to steal stuff anymore. So she actually was never really a thief. But since she can't go back to America, she wants to uh, run away to Thailand, go to get off at Bermuda and fly to Thailand and just teach English there with Emily. She wants Emily to come with her. So this girl like actually does seem like she is into Emily. Like it's not like like they do seem like they're into. I don't know. Yeah. I but like Emily is so easily manipulated. So I'm like, easily girl, manipulated. please. It's they, she needs to she needs to like forget about this UNC thing. She needs to go to like Smith and have like an older, wiser lesbian woman teach her how to take care of herself because this poor girl. No, she needs to take a break from dating for like a little while. I don't mean dating. Every single person who she. I mean like just like but like be around other queer talk people. To her like a. Sure, that I can totally understand. But you know she's going to immediately fall in love with her. Yeah. Emily is a U-Haul lesbian through and through. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. She's literally considering moving to Thailand with this woman. With this fugitive. Yeah, with so a she's felon. It's wild. With a felon who didn't even tell her her real right. name. She's like, well, Jordan's my middle name. And it's like, oh my god. Ugh. And like, Emily has like, let her move into her room. Jordan is wearing her clothes. Like... They steal a boat in St. Martin's, like, as a haha joke. And I'm like, that not a joke. Yeah, which is so... Because, like, if she's supposed to be hiding from the law, she should not be doing more crimes. And then if she wants to assert that she actually wasn't the one doing the crimes, she sure knows very easily how to do crimes and is eager to do them. Exactly. Like, so she's just lying. And, um... I don't like that girl. I don't either. I'm just going to finish this plotline because we already are so deep into it. So they get to Bermuda... And they're getting ready. And, like, Emily's been trying to decide whether or not she actually wants to go. And she talks to Hannah. And she's like, if you had the chance to, like, leave all this bullshit behind, would you? And Hannah's like, oh, my God, absolutely. And so then Emily's like, okay, cool. I'll do that. 
So she goes... And she's also like, my whole... Uh, there's literally nothing for me back in Rosewood right. because my whole family hates me and wants me to die. And I'm like, oh God, poor, poor girl. <laughs> um, but so she decides, okay, I guess I will go to Thailand. And so she meets up with Jordan and Jordan like calls someone and is like, yeah, I need an extra ticket for Emily Fields. Um, if, from Bermuda to Thailand, here's the like number... And then they're like, okay, let's go. And they go to get off. And then they see FBI boats circling the cruise ship. And Jordan... Which is weird because uh, you can't do FBI stuff in international exactly, countries. Exactly. Countries. That, A. But also, um, she's immediately like, who did you tell? And I'm like, um, do you not think that maybe you just calling a travel agent set them off? Thoughts? Yeah, maybe they like saw. I don't. She's anyway. Not yeah. She accuses Emily of turning her in, but obviously it was A who turned her in. But instead of getting caught, she jumps off the boat, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, she dead. She died." Um, mm-hmm. Turns out later we learned that she did not die. She sends Emily a note. Yeah, she sends her a postcard, uh, which is very sweet and romantic. But I'm just like, only a person who is literally a criminal would take a dive off of a boat like that. It feels like something out of like an Ocean's Eleven movie or something. Like, yeah, it's like a Mission Impossible thing. It's bizarre. But that's that's what's happening with Emily. Um, Spencer has my problems. Um, Again. Again. Her, I forgot that Reefer had dreadlocks. And then when I read that at first, I was like, oh, not this again. Yeah, he's got dreads, but she thinks he's cute. I like I, the white boy dreads. Have you ever met a guy, a white guy with dreads, like in real life? No. no me neither. I don't associate with people like that. No, I wouldn't either. I'd be like, I think I would say, like, why do you have dreadlocks? Um, Very strange. Uh, but. She's super into him. They've tri- they've like arranged this whole trip so that they can spend time together. And she's like, maybe we'll kiss, which is sweet. Um, but it turns out that somebody else on the trip has also arranged her trip around Reefer, aka Rafe, which is his actual name. Um, and that is Naomi, uh, who is more of a feature in this book than we've ever had her be before. So. Yeah, it's interesting. So Naomi's in this book, but Kate is not, and, and is uh, Riley, Riley is also not. Yeah, just Naomi. Yeah. Um, but Naomi is gunning for Reefer as well. And this may- I'm like, girl, you can do better. Stop. Right, seriously. Both of them can. But Spencer and Reefer are kind of cute together. I just wish she would not go by Reefer. And like, they're- And not have dreadlocks. Yeah, not have dreadlocks. Their teacher calls him Reefer. Like, it's weird to me. It's inappropriate. Um, But- they are partners in their scuba class, and Naomi's, like, very obviously gunning for Reefer, and Spencer's like, okay, I'm over it. I'm, like, not going to bother with him anymore. Like, this is so annoying. And then, like, she has somebody, like, at dinner one night, like, shove gum in her hair, and, like, she slips in baby oil, and, like, something, things are just obviously, like, not going well for her. But Reefer's like, no, I'm not interested in Naomi. We did hook up when she visited Princeton, but like, I'm not into her anymore. I'm into someone else. Looks significantly at Spencer. Um, And she's like, oh, how cute. And so she's like, okay, let's try to get together. Around this time, they start thinking that Naomi might be A, for a number of reasons. We also learn that she is Madison, the girl who Hannah 
crashed her car. She's Madison's cousin. Uh, yeah, they find that out in a very interesting way. So uh, Hannah and Mike go to this party that one of the guys is hosting. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Mason Byers or someone. And Naomi's there and they're like, oh, can we see some ID? Just to like, because they're making jokes about them while drinking underage. And Naomi pulls out her ID, which is a picture of, Ma- it's Madison's old ID. And Hannah freaks out and Naomi's like, yeah, my cousin doesn't need it anymore. Dot, dot, dot. Which could go one of two ways. It could go, my cousin is dead and so she doesn't need her ID anymore. And so I took it to use as a fake ID, which seems a little callous. <laughs> a um, little or it could be, my cousin turned 21 and now doesn't need her fake anymore. Right, exactly. So we don't know which one it is, but... Um, but Hannah immediately freaks out and leaves. Yes, but so... It's inconvenient because she and Naomi are roommates. Exactly. But... Um, it's significant in the Spencer plotline because she starts suspecting that Naomi is after her because Naomi is A, but also because Naomi wants reefer. And so she thinks that Naomi is the one who put gum into her hair and to put baby oil on the floor and cause her to twist her ankle and like all this stuff and like gives her food poisoning. Uh, and we know that at, when Spencer and refer on a date in San Juan. We know that Naomi like arranges it so that Spencer gets pushed into a pool. Um, and so it is suspicious, but he's like, why would you say that? She's just a girl. She's not trying to sabotage you. Um, and I don't understand why, why more of these boys, like Reefer's a good guy and Noel's a good guy, but I don't understand why more of these guys aren't clued into the fact that these girls have been a stalked before and be like manipulated before. So she's not just going to pull this from anywhere. And if she is pulling it from nowhere, maybe give her a little bit of grace in that sense. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, you're acting crazy. No one would ever do that. And it's like uh, two, two separate people separate have people. done yes. that. Yes. Like it in the past year, like it is not that far stretched for me to be like a little bit worried about this. And so Spencer's like, you know what, for his own safety and for like everything, I'm just going to break up with him. Always seems to work out. Um, so that's what happens with them. But Naomi. Oh, and yeah, yeah. And let's not pretend that anyone is actually communicating with their partners no. and saying, hey, by the way, I'm being cyber stalked no, no again. Is. So that's why I'm acting like this. They're like, no, I'm actually just going to break up with my boyfriend for his own good, but not tell him that that's why. Yeah. Um, which we saw last book with Arya and Noel. But this book, Arya and Noel seem to be doing okay. Um, she still is not telling him that she's being cyber stalked again. Who knows why? Classic Aria. Classic Aria. But what she is doing is she is helping Tabitha's ex-boyfriend find a new significant other. Because somehow this guy Graham, who dated Tabitha in 10th grade, is on this cruise. And they find this out. And there's so much stuff about this that, like, is fishy to me. So Noel finds... Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Noel finds a necklace on the beach that like is like an antique necklace that is either an I or A necklace on the beach in St. Martin. Not the Bahamas or Jamaica. and not Jamaica. Jamaica is where Tabitha died. St. Martin is a different island. Yes. But that's where Noel finds what it. What is the ocean? Uh, he gives it to Arya. It has an eye so or a J on it. it. She's not sure. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Immediately highlighted that. I was like, it's, that's fucking Tabitha's. It's a T. It's a T. Yeah, it's a T. I knew it. But so, uh, 
Graham, who he had been dumped by Tabitha before she even went to the hospital. So uh, his relationship with her is like a little questionable, but whatever. Um, he is still hung up about her death. And Arya realizing that like she's the one who killed his ex-girlfriend is like, I'm going to make it up to him by setting him up with someone new. Okay. So he she's spending most of her time with Graham trying to do that. And Noel is getting a little jealous. Not jealous, jealous, but like, hey, be careful. You might be leading him on without knowing Right. It. And he's like, I know guys and guys are just like this. I also, just to confirm, I did look up. It's not out of the realm of possibility that something in the ocean from Jamaica could get to St. Martin. It would have to like also not land on Haiti or the DR or Puerto Rico first. Like it would have made more sense if they had it like in Puerto Rico. But still very weird. But he's like, I know guys and no guy would spend this much time with a girl if he wasn't also in dirt. Which I think is true. Um, I think it's a little reductive. But I, I want to have more faith in men. But no, I mean, not, I not, not that. I think that in this instance, I think Graham does oh. eventually fall for Arya. No, absolutely. That's 100% what happens. He does end up being right. But it's, uh, it's unfortunate because so Arya spends most of her time trying to get him to start dating this girl, Tori, who goes to his school. And he's like, oh, like they go to dinner and he's like, oh, it was fine, whatever. But they end up winning this scavenger, uh, scavenger hunt. hunt. The prize for which is two, is one $1,000 Apple gift card, which split between two people is $500 each. And Aria is looking on the Apple website being like, what if I got myself a laptop? And I'm like, no, you can't. Nope. You can't do that. There's not enough money on the gift card for you to do that. Um, but so they go to lunch together to celebrate and he looks at her necklace and is like, where did you get that? And he like pulls the neck, pulls her by the necklace to look at it. And she freaks out. She's like, I gotta go. That's so freaky. And this whole time, Arya's like, what if I just turn myself in? She's like, at the end of this, I'm going to turn myself in for murdering Tabitha. She's like, she's so over it. She is convinced that that's the way to go. And eventually she does kind of convince the other girls to do so also. Um, but she tells this guy, Graham, and she's like, we didn't know what was happening. And it was an accident. I didn't mean to push her. And like, this is while I feel like I'm jumping around, but I also can't think of anything that I would have missed. But anyway, this is while. So this is happening after. So the girls all, everyone decides that they're going to do this talent show yes. at the end of the cruise. It does not make and, any sense. Uh, which makes zero sense. The prize is a Vespa and all the people are doing it is groups. And so I'm like, how are you going to split this Vespa? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But Arya is with Noel ahead of the talent show. None of the other girls are anywhere to be found. And Graham is like, hey, I need to talk to you. And she's like, uh, I got to go. And the locket has popped open at this point, And she sees inside the locket is a picture of Tabitha and a picture of Allie from when they were at the preserve. So she's freaking out. She runs away from Graham. He chases her. And they go into like the bowels the of the yeah. like, staff. Yeah, like the staff only portion of the boat. And she locks herself behind a door and he's banging on the door, banging on the door. And she can only hear like every other word or so because of just like how loud it is down there. And she's like, we didn't mean it. It was an accident, blah, blah, blah. And then there's an explosion. Boom. And so then they all have to evacuate. And they all evacuate. And Arya's like, we have to get rid of this locket. And so Spencer's like, you know what? Oh, and earlier that day, Spencer had been on a diving exhibition where someone had tampered with her um, diving equipment. Oxygen and she tank. was like, yeah. gonna die. And um, and then Reefer pulls her, her out of the, yeah, he saves her. And then afterwards on the boat before the explosion, 
And before Spencer decides to go back into the water, um, he's like, I, Naomi admitted that she did put the baby oil there and put gum in your yeah. hair. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so she's not crazy. Well, she's not crazy about that. Let's say that. Um, Fair. But they are trying, so they're like, they're trying to get off the boat. And um, Spencer's like, I know exactly where we should do it. We should find this one cave that they mentioned earlier on the diving exhibition. We should go and leave it there. No one will ever find it. So the girls take off in a lifeboat. Naomi tries to join them and then they're like, no, you can't. And Naomi's like, what the fuck? Um, so then they take off in a lifeboat in the wrong direction. And Naomi watches them take off and is like, what is happening? And they get to this cave and Arya, so whole big caveat here. Arya doesn't really know how to swim. And so they get to... Yeah, a little dangerous to go on a cruise-based vacation right, if you don't know how to right. swim. There's so many questions I have about that. I say this that. is a person who's not the strongest swimmer ever and has been on a cruise, but um, I digress. Well, the things that she so chooses all there. to do is questionable. So they're there at this, like, lagoon. And instead of, like, some of them staying in... And I also don't know why Emily doesn't volunteer to do it because, like, she's the swimmer. Well, because Spencer says that she has her equipment with her, which is also strange. I don't know why she would have that. But so she's got her equipment. She goes to dive. Emily's like, I'll watch out for you. So I'll get in the water. And then Hannah's like, I'm not letting you go by yourself. So I'll also come, which would then leave Aria alone in the boat. And she's like, well, I don't want to be alone. So I'll also get out of the boat to be in the water, despite not being a very strong swimmer. I'm like, no, it should be Hannah and Aria or Hannah and Emily and or it should be Arya and Emily or Hannah and Arya. Yes. Because Emily at least would be a strong enough swimmer that if something did happen to the boat, which it does, then someone can save Arya. But so all four girls are in the water. They go down to the cave. Spencer hides the locket. They come back up. Boat's dead. Boat's been deflated. Because of, <laughs> of course it has. Because you abandoned the boat. And so now they're stranded out to, at sea. In Bermuda. And who comes to their rescue but Naomi. And like they're like, we're not going to get in the boat with you. You're going to kill us. And then <laughs> turns out that like everybody else is in the boat too. Mike, Noel, Reefer, uh, the random girl who's Emily's roommate for some reason. Um, and they get in the boat and Hannah has a conversation with Naomi. And she's like, look, I thought that you were trying to kill me because... I was the one driving your cousin last summer. And Naomi's like, wait, what? There was somebody else in the car? Oh, because Hannah had been doing all this, like, yeah, because Hannah- lackluster snooping. Mm-hmm. She goes through uh, Naomi's emails while Naomi is in the shower, and she sees an email from Madison confirming that she is not, in fact, dead, which says, I'm getting closer. I think I know who it is. We're going to get them. And so Hannah believes that that's, I know who moved me from the car and presumably got me so injured that now I had, she had to go to rehab, like physical therapy rehab. Um, And so now she like walks with a limp or whatever. And Naomi had said, you know, she's alive. She really suffered, but she realized that she had a drinking problem and, you know, it's, she's better now. And I'm like, not glad that it happened, but it's, you know, it taught her something. And so Hannah says, I thought that you knew and Naomi says, no, actually, my cousin thought, wanted to find, figure out who was in the car. That ran you off the road which, because we know someone ran you off the road. 
Which that's a little weird because if you don't remember another person being in the car, how do you remember someone running off the well, road? Well, they they don't remember, but they there was video camera footage from the neighbor. Yeah, video camera footage from the neighbor, which captures someone running you off the road, but not someone else being in the car. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, Courtney, it's, we don't know. Anyway, Naomi is like, actually, you know what? You saying sorry doesn't make this better, but the real Allie did call me and tell me the truth and everything. And I did not believe her when she came back to Rosewood. So I guess we're even because if I had told you all this stuff beforehand, you wouldn't have gotten attempted murdered. And Hannah's like, what the fuck? like, is that even? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that's even. It's all bizarre. But like my, who I thought was dead ex-best friend. Turns out she was actually body swapped for her twin who did die, maybe, uh, and then was put in a mental institution who's now coming out and turns out she's not the twin. She is a person who the twin pretended to be, and she is planning to kill you and your three other friends, and uh, she wants me to be in on it. And I either don't believe her and didn't say anything or did believe her and didn't say anything, but you were uh, sober driving my drunk cousin home and were the victim of a crime. And then you didn't take responsibility for moving my cousin. And so now we're, I don't feel like that's even, but it just feels so convoluted. They're so, they're so different that like, how can you compare? It's very bizarre. My other question, here's the thing. So this is why they're throughout this book, the girls have been putting forth this idea that a is not just one person, it's a team. Yeah. It's Graham and Naomi, just to put things together. And I do think that I believe in the A team. I think the A team makes sense. If you're thinking about it, like it's impossible for this person to be in all these different places at once. And also, I'm thinking about the Hannah thing specifically. So she was randomly at a bar and gave like other names, whatever, and wasn't. Like, yeah, she was a semi-public figure at this point, but like someone had to know that she was at this bar with this other person, that she chose to drive this other person to a house that the other person like hardly even knew the address to. Like Hannah didn't really know where she was going. The other girl didn't really know where she lived because she was A, drunk and B, had just moved there. And so she was driving up a road that she didn't know she was going to be going up. And then another car rails her off the road, which means it's coming from the opposite direction. So it had to know that she was coming and be coming from the other direction. That, I'm questioning it. I definitely agree that I think that there's more than one person who's A. I do think that the real Allie is one of them. Yeah. But, I mean, I would I would love it. I'd believe it. But like, we'll see. Anyway, they get off this boat. Turns out that Graham was injured in the explosion and is now in a coma, which makes me think that Graham set the explosion. The girls think that too. I'm... I don't think that Graham set the explosion. I think Graham is going to be like a hapless victim. Well, um, I, fair, but Graham d- does have a familiarity with pyrotechnics because he's into like cosplaying war, like war shit. I don't know. That was weird to me. Yeah, like medieval, something to do with guns Warfare, or whatever, yeah. some sort of nerd shit. Um, I think he's going to be a hapless victim and he's going to be blamed for it like that one creepy maintenance worker was for Allie's death. It's just going to be too convenient. Um, and, oh, God, who do I believe did it? I mean, it's just, it's so, it's tough. Um, it, Maybe Mona's not dead. That, Mona is dead. I think. <laughs> what if Courtney's not dead? We'll see. But 
Anyway, um, what else happens? Oh, Emily gets back from the trip and her mom's like, I want to be a real family. I'm sorry that we like. And Emily's like, we can be a real family for 24 hours before we all turn ourselves in for murdering Tabitha. So they all get together to go turn themselves in for murdering Tabitha. And on the way, or like they call the detective and they're like, actually, the detective's about to do a press conference, but can he call you back? And they're like, sure. And so then they watch this press conference and it turns out that Tabitha was murdered by blunt force, blunt force trauma to the head via repeated bludgeoning with an object. And so they're like, wait, we didn't murder Tabitha. And then that's when they think that's when they're like, actually, A is is Allie. And then then Allie admits to it. I'm telling you, that's what that is. And Emily does admit yes. that she left the door Which open. Is like so- I just think it's too convenient. And I think that I wouldn't put it past A, whomever they multiple are, to to lie. I just think that they would lie. I'm going to cheat. If you don't want to be spoiled. I'm not going to do it. If you don't want to. I don't want to be spoiled. Don't tell I'm me. I'm going to. Don't even look at me. I'm not even. I'm not closing my eyes now so I don't see your expression. What? Because I want this to be a good surprise. See? Oh, don't. Don't say that. I can hear you, idiot. No, it's not about A. It's about somebody else and it makes me bummed. Oh, no. I don't want to know. Don't spoil anything for me. Oh. It's probably that, like, it's probably that Noel and Arya break up or something. Or Hannah and Mike. Someone I care about. Regardless. Anyway. Well, you guys will have to tune back in next week to learn more but yeah so um do you have any outstanding thoughts let me see what did i highlight i do have a lot of highlights from this book um mm. do, do, do. another theory so do you remember in the first book how they were like another girl went missing in new like nearby at the same time Allie did and we like never really resolved that serial killer not the amish girl some other girl Oh, um, Spencer takes on her luggage from her great grandmother, great great grandmother, Regina Hastings, who had bought a fir- first class mm-hmm. reservation on the Titanic, but decided to stay in Southampton for a few extra weeks. Didn't the Titanic come from London to the United States? So I had that same thought and I googled Southampton, England, and there is a Southampton. Uh, England. Okay, interesting. I was like, mm, doesn't make sense. Um... Hello, it's Sarah Shepard. She did her research, but just on things in England. Okay, I did highlight the name of the classes that they offer. Um, Exploring the reefs responsibly, hunt for sunken eco treasure, clean up the tide pools in a kayak. And then out of those options, Emily chooses that she wants to do Caribbean bird watching. When has she ever had an affiliation for birds? Of all the things, you would think that she would be the one scuba diving because she fucking loves to swim. But instead, Spencer's like, I've been to the Bahamas six times, so I actually know these waters very well. Right. That was, uh, this is also bizarre. The other thing is they say the Villa Luisa girls are called the Villa Gorillas. But then they say that these girls are known for- So hot. Are so hot. And they are like thinner and blonder and more beautiful than the next. Why would you call them the Gorillas then? I think it's like- because they hate them so much that they want to bring them down. It doesn't make any sense. I still don't get how... I, d- I don't agree. I think it's a bad misnomer, and they should have just named the school a different thing, because yeah. it's not real anyway. I so. don't... I still don't, still don't know how Mike got on the senior spring break trip. <laughs> um, let me see. 
Okay, I did highlight this this one note. Emily found it almost impossible to take her eyes off Jordan's high cheekbones, her kissable lips, in a platonic way, of course. Emily, oh, get up. Emily. Poor girl. Let me see. What else do I have? Do to do. Oh, Emily says, this is when Jordan's trying to like convince her to steal a boat. She says she was scared all the time. When she, when had she last actually had fun? And I was like, what about with Kelsey? Wasn't that the whole reason you were hanging out with Kelsey? Isn't this just the same thing that happens every single time? Okay. Um, Emily literally does the same exact thing every single book. She finds a flirty straight girl and then she falls in love with her. And then the girl is like, I dare you to do something that you wouldn't otherwise do. And then she's like, I never do anything crazy. I guess I'll do this. uh, And then the girl does something heinous. And then Emily's like, but I love her. Okay. I do like that at some points in this book, A was sending rhyming notes. Those were fun. Yeah, the rhyming. See, again, that's got to be like an A team thing yeah. because the like, voice changes. Allie wouldn't do that. I don't know. Maybe Allie's been a little fancy. Um, but she's got like a seventh grade education. Oh, one other thing. When Emily's looking up whether or not she wants to move to Thailand, she's there's there were tons of posts about the country that said it was easygoing, clean, affordable, and accepting. No one cares what you do here. You're free to be yourself. Um, I'm pretty sure that Thailand is pretty well known for being incredibly homophobic. Yeah. Maybe they're talking about like... Resort areas? I don't know. No, I I mean... Pedophilia. I, I mouthed it, but you didn't see it because you were looking at your phone. I said pedophilia. Mm, there's, there is that. There's a lot of that. So maybe they're like, oh, you know, we don't... It's like subtle tourism, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then I highlighted Emily actually telling them when the way that she told them the way that she told them that she left the door open and I, just because it was so like cringy, she says, Emily wiggled in her seat, neither either looking like she was about to burst or pee her pants. Actually, not if we tell the court I left the door open for her the day of the fire. Everyone's head shut up. Excuse me, Spencer sputtered. Emily buried her face in her hands. I'm sorry, I couldn't just leave her on the floor like that. I don't know if she got out, but I did leave the door open. But I saw the door, Hannah said. You shut it. No, I didn't. It just, that, you should have said this four books ago, Emily. Pathetic. Pathetic. What are your thoughts? Do you have any lingering thoughts that I did not bring up? I have plenty of thoughts. Um, which on-ship job would you rather have? From page, like, 35, I think. Ooh. Um, I don't think I have the same page numbers as you because mine's an ebook. Oh, okay. Well, then I will um, open it up and double check what the list is for myself. Um, out of the, I mean, I'm trying to remember what oh, the, no. what the girls all individually do because Noel and Aria are cooking, and then Hannah and Naomi are in admin. I don't remember what Spencer is doing. And I don't remember what Emily's doing. But. Sorry, I apparently I have to pull it up on a different copy of the book. Admin doesn't sound that bad, um, honestly. Um, 
Um, according to this list, um, you can clean, cook, plan events, or take care of the ship's enormous endangered fish aquarium. Ooh, event planning. Uh, the volunteer spot. The volunteer spots were on a first come first serve basis. Emily already signed up for lifeguard duty at the main oh, pool. Smart. Again, she's a swimmer. Yeah. She still didn't know which class she'd take, blah, 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 Caribbean bird washing. Um, so I also think event planning would be way more fun. And then I would have pointed out that two $500 uh, Apple gift cards or a Vespa is not enough to split between multiple yeah, people. Yeah, also, why do they have a Cirque du Soleil, like, troupe on this trip? There's a lot of very weird events. Um, yeah. Um, Hannah says she is not into guys who, quote, look like they row crew. I saw that. I was like, what? And- is that, I mean, I guess it's like the more clean cut version of lacrosse bros. I guess. Or like two preppy. And she doesn't like tall guys. Maybe she doesn't like tall guys. I don't know. Yeah. Because Mike is notably um, like 5'10", 5'11". Not short, but like. Not short, but like she does, he's, he has short king energy. Yes, he's, he strongly does. I could, I could see him. Yeah, I could see him being a short king. Um, the girls decide that they're going to do a hula routine so as their talent for the talent show. It's so weird. And like, and like at a one Hawaiian point, Emily one. tells, yeah, which they don't go to Hawaii. No. Um, that's weird. But at one point, Emily tells Jordan that she should join them in their talent thing because Hannah drops out so that they, she can do karaoke Cal- cover of California Girls with Naomi. Again, not a talent. Um, and so Emily says, so we need one more. No, you don't. What are you talking about? And then they're talking about their like dance and they're like, well, it would have been different. It, Allie did it differently. And I'm like, none of you know how to hula. Why do you think Allie, who was Courtney, would have known how to hula? Also, that's so you guys are just going to do a dance from seventh grade. What are you talking yeah, what? about? It's so weird. It gives Mean Girls um, uh, rocking around the Christmas tree. Oh, the. Which, but that was a sleigh, and that was good. Whatever it was. Um, I have, uh, so additionally, there's a passage where Emily is with Jordan in the water. mm -hmm. They're looking at the fish. And she says, fish just like these had swum around her body, meaning Tabitha's, impassively, witnessing it wasting away. Seaweed had lodged in her hair and ears. The salty water had eroded her slowly, meticulously, until only bones were left. Which, for one, um... The fish would have eaten her. That's what I her. said. Wouldn't the fish so have that's eaten one. her? Yeah. And two, okay, so only bones were left. Therefore, what autopsy? I guess, I guess. I mean, I guess you can see the bashing of say. the head, sure. Yeah. But also, wouldn't you have seen that pretty easily upon discovering the bones? Like, wouldn't you have been like, this girl doesn't Unless look like Unless they had to be died. like, well, maybe her body, as it floats through the water, bashed itself upon I guess. Rocks. But then how do you determine that know. it was that? And I don't know. I don't know forensics enough. I'm not a forensics person. Who knew we would need Um, a forensics expert on our teen girl novel podcast? I could have told you that by the time we got to uh, private, but I I digress. Um, I have additional thoughts. So at one point, Spencer says that they can't let anyone find the necklace because A, planted the necklace so that it would prove that the girls killed Tabitha. But I don't understand that because if anything, so Noel found the necklace on St. Martin, which is again, not Jamaica, and he gave it to Arya. He would just corroborate that. And then it'd be like, yeah, we didn't kill her and steal her necklace. But they maybe did kill her. Because they also, like, yes, they did not kill her in the end. They didn't, but they did push her off a building. Yes. 
No, I don't. Again, that is bad. But like, if the whole thing is, well, you have her necklace, therefore that proves you killed her. It's like, actually, it would be very, he wasn't alone when he yeah. found the necklace. He found it with someone else. So like, other people can verify where this necklace These is These girls are not good at deducing anything. They're not, they're not good. They also say that A, organized for Hannah and Naomi to room together, but that's never said earlier in the book. It just, they're all randomly assigned roommates. So I don't know how they would be organized to be roomed together. I don't know. It's it's very bizarre. Yeah. But those are all my thoughts. Claire, do you have any fashion moments? I do. I have a couple of options. I think I'm going to go with Spencer's date night outfit. Was that yours? Ooh, no. Mine was Hannah's party outfit. Also a fun one. Um, Let me see. Okay. Spencer... Okay. Before their dive that morning, the dive class had watched a film about Jacques Cousteau. For the rest of the afternoon, Spencer had prepared for their dinner out. Now her blonde hair spilled down her back, her skin glowed from a body facial, and her nails had been painted a shade of red called Vixen. She'd poured through her and Kirsten's cruise wear until she decided on a turquoise strapless linen dress that screamed, I'm gorgeous, but I don't try very hard. As soon as Reefer had seen the dress, he'd remarked that it was his favorite color. So that was... My fashion moment. Apparently, Naomi also shows up in a turquoise dress, which is weird. Yeah, and Spencer's like, she saw me get changed. I'm like, where? Where did she do that? But whatever. Um, my fashion moment is Hannah's party outfit, mm-hmm. as I mentioned. So uh, her skin glowed with a brand new tan. The gauzy burnt orange sundress she'd bought at the King James floated softly away from her hips, and the gladiator heels she'd purchased just before the trip made her legs look so super long that she didn't mind that they pinched her feet a little. So fun. It does. We do find out that she shops for shoes at a discount place that sells knockoffs, which is fun. Good for her. I love right. that. So yeah, that is... Claire, what's your in and your out state of the union for this? Episode? Okay, so my... In for this episode is meatballs. Um, Sounds random, but I have been trying to cook more at home and like meal prep meals that still taste good as leftovers. And I found that meatballs are a really easy thing to like meal prep and not like Italian style meatballs, but like meatballs as like a vehicle for other flavors. So like last week we did Moroccan chicken meatballs that were really good. And then um, two weeks ago, we we did Korean barbecue style meatballs. And then I remade them again today so that we could have them for the week. And I just have really liked having them because then you just reheat them for lunch with like a little bit of rice and like a little salad on the side. And it's just a nice little addition to a bowl. So um, meatballs are my in. And then my out is going to be the end of my maternity leave, which is today. Today's my last day. And I'm... You're going back in on a Monday? I'm really bummed for a number of reasons. Mainly just that I am going to miss my time with my baby girl, which is so sad. But also, I do also worry that, like, I'm going to miss, like, her developmental milestones and also, like, not, like... Uh, this is all like very rational and I totally understand that she's going to be perfectly fine because she has also has six weeks of David being he's starting his paternity leave. So like, Oh, okay, great. She's going to be fine. She's not like immediately going. And you work from home too. Yeah. So it, like, so I'm not going to be like, it's absent. not like you won't be there. Yes. But, it, yeah. but I will not be like the sole caretaker anymore. And I'm just a little, 
I'm sad. Hey, it's totally valid to be bummed about that. I'm bummed. On the bright side, it's going to be such great, awesome bonding time for him I know. and her. And I'm really trying to step back and, like, let him figure out his relationship with her. And, like, I think that'll be good. But also just because she's, like, starting to, like, get a personality and become more of, like, a little person. Like, I did have her through, oh. like, the I'm just a potato with legs phase. Which was... Sure. When she, like, desperately exactly. needed you, otherwise she would die. Yes. And she still does need me because I, I make the food. But... Um, she's just like, she's and got a little personality she, I mean, like, now. she can only just lift her head. Yeah. Yeah. She's, but, I, I don't know. He's gonna get to, like, you know, she's smiling and giggling and, like, starting to make noises and, like, talk at us. They're, it doesn't, they're just sounds, but it's, like, very cute. And I'm just... It's communication, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm excited for her growth, but I'm bummed that I don't get to be as involved in it, so... That's okay. my out. What about you, Courtney? What's your in and your out for the week? Your state of the union. My in for the week is massage gun. Ooh, we also got one of those. Very nice. I love it. It's Careful. So good. Although I did watch the a TikTok. I heard. I watched the, the TikTok neck. about not putting it on yep, your don't neck. Put it on your neck. And so <laughs> I thought about it, but I didn't. I well, I had done it a little bit on my upper traps, and I was like, mm, "Me too." That's where I do it a lot. Gotta be careful with that. Yeah, be careful about your ankle. Yep. So I've been doing that. Um, it's just been, I mean, I stand at my desk for hours and hours a day. It's, I do physical therapy for it because I'm just like always hunched over. So it's very necessary and I do appreciate it. I think it's a good gift that I got. Um, and then my out for this week, I wrote emotions, mm. but I want to be like very clear that I mean this in a very specific kind of way. One, I'm currently menstruating. Mm. And so mm-hmm. I have been having emotional reactions to things where I'm like, that's not based on logic. Like, I know that you're having this emotion because, like, you are feeling hormonal, which doesn't make it not, like, how I do feel, but, like, my reaction is a little bit yeah. different than it would be normally. So I'm just, like, dealing with that a little bit. And then also, I've been feeling, like, very insecure and immature outside of the period thing where, like, I've been doing a lot of comparison with Ugh. other people. I've been, like, feeling very, like, insecure in my relationships with people. And I'm, like, you're 27 years old, okay? Yeah. Like, you're good. You're fine. Stop doing this. Things will happen or they won't happen. Like, it doesn't – calm down. So you're also I 27 in a major city, that. which is 25 which everywhere else. makes me five years younger, yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like – I was talking with David's sister, who's 26 in Manhattan. And it's like, so actually you're 18. Like – Yeah, you're basically a yeah. child. Which is totally, it's whatever. But so I'm like having to sit back with myself and be like, hey, the, like the way that you're feeling about these sorts of things is like valid, but you know, let's take a second and calm down before you spiral about your emotions. Right, exactly. So. Ugh, I get that. It's hard to do. But it took me 27 years to get to that point. So. Yeah, recognizing it's the first step in the right direction. Impressed in that, mm. in that way for you. Um, for sure. Yeah. But next week, guys, you should turn back in, turn, tune back in. So you can hear us talk about Crushed, which is the beginning of the final arc. Um, but then there's also a little se- sneaky side prequel. One, so we'll there's see. A prequel. If you want us to read the prequel, there's let us prequel. know. Um, I probably am going to want to read it. You guys can reach out to us. Where, Courtney? They can reach out to us on Twitter at WittyPod, at Instagram at WittyCommittiePod, on TikTok at the Witty Committee, on our website, thewittycommittee.com, or via email, wittycommittiepod at gmail.com. We hope you guys tune in next week as we continue to judge the main girl right back one book at a time. <laughs>